Relevant content for our members by our members. This is TMC Connect. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here once again with the last week in mortgage today, where we take you through the last week that was in the mortgage industry. And each week, I am pleased to be joined by one of our lender members as my co-host. And this week, a longtime friend, longtime TMC member, President of Annie Mac Home Mortgage, Ryan Kuby. Ryan, great to see you, bud. Rich, great to see you too, man. Thanks for having me today. Absolutely. And uh, let's get into it. As always, uh, no shortage of uh, news and, and, and topics in our industry to hit on. And as always, for our attendees, please feel free to uh, chime in in the chat or the Q&A. Any questions, comments, thoughts you have on anything we're discussing, uh, drop it in there and we'll be happy to incorporate it into the show. Uh, Ryan, going to start with a couple news stories that just broke this morning. Our two kind of industry-renowned home valuation indices, Case Schiller, uh, the most noteworthy, um, and uh, the FHFA Home Price Index, which is a newer one that a lot of people in the industry have been following. But uh, Case Schiller uh, up home values in America on average nationally. Uh, up 20.6% year over year as of the end of March. That's the biggest year over year increase in the 35 year history of Kay Schiller. So, and again, this is March data, you know, we're now into June tomorrow. So it's a little bit dated, but I think what it shows is in the face of rising rates throughout Q1, rising home values, people, keep buying all the homes that are out there and values keep going up. Without a doubt, it, it's, it's amazing to, to, to see. And, and I don't know, you know, if, if this will not continue. I mean, I think, um, you know, we are seeing just a, a, sh- a shortage in inventory. And, you know, I think a normalized market is about six months supply and, and we're still sitting at about two, um, you know, right around that number 1.9 to 2.3 over the last few months. So um, might, consent, might continue to see this trend, Rich. Yeah. And I mean, the Case Schiller report that also came, I mean, I'm sorry, the FHFA Home Price Index report that also came out this morning, the headline I saw, and this one goes into April, um, you know, something along the lines of, oh, you know, uh, FHFA Home Price Index up, whatever, 19% year over year, but slowing in Mar- April. But if you look at the April, April was still up one and a half percent from March. So the slowing is an 18 percent annualized <laughs> appreciation rate. And uh, yeah, it's it, it's you have willing buyers for the homes that are out there, which is continuing to at least keep values where they are or moving upward. It's, you know, with even with the increase in interest rates, if if you look at the increase in, in rental uh, rates month to month. so. You know, it, it still makes sense to to buy uh, with with increased rates, and and so I think people are understanding that, taking advantage of you know the ability to to get into new homes, um, even with a lot of frustrated searchers out there, home buyers, um, you know, because of the, of the lack of inventory. Yeah, great point on the rentals, and you know you, that rental <clears throat> price increase data we get it's a little bit more dated just because you know you have landlords that are locked in the leases so 
you're seeing increases in not like, you know, with home prices, it's very easy. You have an active list set of listed homes in the market. New ones come on every day and some fall off. And, and that's where you're getting the home sale listings, rental info. It's a little bit more time delayed. And yeah, to your point, we've seen these last few months, like landlords, they're reading all the same headlines we're reading about the uh, <laughs> the prices of new homes keeping the going up. And they're like, you know, hey, we're going to raise our rents. And uh, if you needed any more evidence that, you know, I, some have said, oh, film values are going to start going down. Or like I, I we, you said it as well. I can't see it at all. And you look today, another headline this morning, Goldman Sachs backed investment firm bought an entire community of rental homes that were available in Palm Bay, Florida for $45 million. That, you know, Goldman backed investment firm. They definitely are not betting on home values leveling off anytime soon, even. No, no. And I saw something where, you know, about uh, Tampa down there and in, in, in Florida as as well. I, th- I think, uh, you know, with this hybrid work approach and um, a lot of people on the East Coast, you know, permanently heading down to Florida, that market, you know, continues to be uh, extremely popular and, and, and home prices uh, continue to a- increase. So when you see the investors um, taking a bet at it, it's pretty good um, bet that uh, that market's going to continue to be hot for some time. Yeah, you mentioned Florida uh, and in the Case-Shiller report, Tampa finally unseated Phoenix. We've been joking on this show. we got a couple of Phoenix-based co-hosts we've had as you know, kind of like the poster children for wild home home price appreciation in Phoenix. But Tampa takes over the new spot. Tampa, Miami, Phoenix, the top three now year-over-year markets, uh, major markets uh, as part of Case-Shiller. And people are gravitating towards these warmer weather states with favorable business climates. And you're seeing the investment community betting big on these things by just gobbling up every home they can in these states. Yeah, I think Tampa memory was like close to 35%, you know, increase a year over year. Um, You know, while Phoenix and Miami were in the low thirties and and look, sign me up. I, I I would love the opportunity to get into some warmer climate climate uh, year round. You know, we went from winter to summer here. Uh, so, as as you probably experience a little bit, um, you know. So, I, unfortunately, Rich, I still have an eleventh grader, so I need to get her graduated out, out of high school, and and then we'll see if I can uh, join the many that are headed down south. I got I got one of those myself. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, I warm weather would be nice, but uh, cost of college uh, maybe the only thing going up quicker than home prices in America. <laughs> that, that is true. That is that's very true. Uh, moving on, Ryan, to some other news uh, that's been out there. I, I think just in general, we've seen. You know, we talked on this show throughout like Feb and March, and evidenced by the home value. Uh, increases we're now seeing um, purchase activity for what is out there stayed strong. I think through a lot of impediments in in Q1, uh, obviously just lack of inventory being the biggest. But we've seen purchase apps dropping a little bit, kind of week over week as we as we got into May. Here uh, had some other members, you know, that have used kind of the term tired 
home buyers just, you know, out there bidding, bidding, bidding. And, you know, maybe you're know, like, hey, I'm going to hit pause for a little bit here and and see what happens. But uh, so you get some of that going on. But then on the flip side of that, some encouraging stuff that we saw emerge at the end of last week. Um, not as bad as expected inflationary data that we got late last week. Uh, Realtor.com, uh, in their most recent week tracking just total inventory in America, I think it was the week ending like May 23 or 24 or something, um, up 9% week over week, which was um, the biggest jump week over week that they had seen in a long time in inventory. So, uh, it, it, you know, again, I think inventory is going to be a prevailing issue, but it seems at least like there are some numbers that we're starting to see that are giving our members, home buyers, some hope. You can at least see maybe home prices level off a little bit. Rates have come down a little bit. Maybe some more houses out there. We get into a more healthy buying climate. How do you see, I guess, the summer purchase market evolving? Yeah, I think, you know, we are starting to see some of that depending on the market, you know, for sure. Um, you know, which, which, you know, I think the next 60, 90 days, um, you know, are we, are we going to continue to see increases in, in certain markets, some, some leveling off, um, you know, could definitely happen uh, for sure. But I, you know, the, the desire for homeownership is, is still so, high and are there some tired borrowers um without a doubt i think you know there are some programs and some things that 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 lenders are doing to to uh you know help with those tired uh borrowers like our cash buyer program um as an example but as long as these rents continue to rise um you know you're going to find we're going to be strong. Um, you know, you have the, the unemployment rate is is still below four percent, uh, so people are are able and willing, you know, to uh, get into a new home um, as long as they, you know, can get in there. I think, and after 11, 12, 15, you know, uh, home offers being you know denied, I think that's what you're referring to to that tired uh, borrower, um, you know, not being able to find that home. Yeah, and great points. And, and and some of the stuff you brought up was in the inflation report last Friday. A, a couple things, you know, and basically the report is saying that people are still spending money through the face of inflation, and and be, and because of a couple factors you just mentioned, the savings rate in America is as high as it's been in a long time. People are sitting on a lot of savings. The employment market is really hot. Unemployment's very low. Wages and wage growth has been very strong and healthy. And uh, yeah, that, that tired buyer that maybe wants to sit on the sidelines, it's you could miss an opportunity, right? You get Goldman back firms buying $50 million blocks of homes. <laughs> you know, that's people a lot smarter than you and I that are betting heavily <laughs> on values to continue to go up, at, at least in that community in Florida. So um, a lot of mitigants to um, you know, some of the headwinds to just the home purchase climate in America with the broader economy. Yeah. And, and you can also look, I, I think the uh, forbearance um, numbers are at all time low. Um, you know, also saw that in a the report, they decreased by about 11 basis points. And um, so, you, you know, the NBA estimated that um, 
under 500,000 homeowners are in forbearance plans. So that, that goes back to your point of the, of the willing and able, um, of, of, of these clients. You know, we are, we are, um, you know, not, not in a bubble like we, you know, were 10, 12 years ago. It's a much different, you know, market that people ask me all the time, are we, are, are we headed back? You know, this, these clients, you know, are, are qualified at much different levels than, you know, the years back then, uh, Rich. So, um, you know, the, and you can see it and, and the numbers, you know, just the, those forbearance numbers is a, a good way to look at it. Under 1% of all mortgages in forbearance. And you go back now, you know, the, pan, the start of the pandemic, I remember in my head Friday, March 13th, it's, it's now 26 and a half months in the rear view mirror. And you think about just the employment disruption that happened in America those first several weeks that had all of us in the industry really terrified. It was a very unsettling uh, period of time. And uh, it took a long time for employment to kind of come back to full health. But here we are. And it's, you know, something positive and good to talk about that, uh, you know, I think employment might look a little bit different in America, a lot more work from home, you know, companies like yours and and others, um, you know, probably some people have moved from industry to industry is just trends related to and not related to the pandemic have played out, but a very, very strong and healthy labor market in America. And really the delinquency levels on mortgage loans in America right now is like, it's like non-existent, like historically speaking, uh, looking at, at the past uh, history of delinquency on mortgages in America. Yeah. And, and, and that's great for our industry, you know, it, you know, seeing, you know, that, that qualified, you know, individuals, you know, that are getting into their home that can afford, you know, the payments, um, and, and are making those, you know, payments. It tells you, you know, we've done a really great job at, at, at our credit guidelines over the years and, and, uh, making sure, you know, that homeownership, um, you know, can be affordable, uh, to those that want homeownership. Absolutely. This is the last week in mortgage today. I'm Rich Swarbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative. This week, joined by the president of Animac Home Mortgage, Ryan Kuby. So, Ryan, we talk about all these positives for housing in our industry, a strong economy, strong labor market, just people, insane demand for people that want to buy new homes, low delinquency, good credit decisions. It feels like we're in about the right spot in terms of like the credit pendulum not too loosey-goosey and not too restrictive. So we're just left with this one issue. It's just housing supply. Uh, a lot of people that want to buy homes and, and not nearly as many available to be bought. Uh, not sure if you had a chance to look at uh, the Biden administration's um, housing supply plan. Uh, I've talked with you know several of our members over the course of the last few weeks on it, varying levels of um, confidence that uh, we'll see anything, any needle moving stuff out of it. Uh, any initial thoughts you have on that plan? Yeah, you know, I have sp spent a little time looking at at, at the Biden plan, and and um, you know, I think it's going to just take some some time. You know, the, uh, there isn't a a, a quick fix uh, to this, but you know, I really like some of the the focuses and 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 the ideas and 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 thoughts. Um, but, but we're still looking at several years. Um, I believe, you know, uh, that we're going to have a, 
inventory issues. Um, you know, I know both Fannie and Freddie are, 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 you know, part of the plan. They're starting to buy lots of manufactured homes and ADUs. Um, you know, FHA and HUD are, are going to limit institutional investors from, from buying homes that they hold, um, you know, which is definitely part of that plan as uh, well. Yeah. And you mentioned three things that don't need any congressional approval that, you know, the federal government's already starting to do. I think, you know, we're working with Fannie and Freddie to expand the scope of types of homes and products they could buy. So they're more affordable for home buyers. If it's, as you said, manufactured or also to, uh, yeah, with with the, the homes that the federal government sits on HUD and FHA, not letting institutional investors buy those couple common sense, make sense things that, uh, can be implemented immediately. There's some stuff in there. It's going to need congressional approval. It's going to be tougher. And I think, as you said, there's no quick fixes in there. It's, it's a lot of things that I think the federal government probably should have already been doing. And I read a good, uh, Brian Levy's, uh, a legal professional in our industry. He, he runs a pretty good blog and, was reading a blog post uh, he recently made this morning and he was kind of saying like, man, like federal government for 25 years has not done like, has not anything to do with like housing supply. If you think about how big of a sector of the U.S. economy housing is and some of the warning signs we've heard for years, we've been talking about, you know, uh, if it's, you know, we're not building enough homes in America and we, we haven't been in healthy inventory levels for a long time, even pre-pandemic. Nothing's kind of ever been done about it now, but it's, I guess that's the typical tale of government, right? They get involved too late. And <laughs> sometimes if it's in the private sector, not effectively, but I, I thought Brian Lee did a good job kind of making that point <laughs> this morning, which echoes some of the things you were kind of saying. Yeah, I didn't I get an opportunity to see that, but, but I will. Absolutely. So, uh, Ryan, moving on to uh, some other issues, just that are big topics in the industry for our members right now, just product in general. You know, you get this higher interest rate climate that we've been in now for a few months. Uh, just, you know, having been to some uh, industry conferences over the course of the last several weeks here, it's been seemed to be like the biggest prevailing theme. And in, in just my talks with lenders and others in the industry is just Lenders are looking for every product. You mentioned cash buyer program. You guys have that's one of the one of the programs that is very appealing to lenders right now. Just because, right? Everybody's like you guys are sitting on massive pipeline of pre-approved buyers just looking for a home that are right now losing to to cash buyers for all the obvious reasons. So, yeah, you know, product is 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 definitely a topic, and it you know, and I have seen it, you know, in the Past, if you look at the, at, at the shifts in our industry, you know, our product, um, you know, specifically, you're looking at arms today, um, you know, and and uh, finding uh, and being able to provide a, a a great arm product as a independent mortgage banker, um, you know, is currently a difficult, um, you know, to uh, to be able to provide a bar that, you know, especially when you're competing, you know, I do think some 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 banks that are looking to portfolio that um, business is is very competitive. So you know we personally are looking at all of our outlets um, in and even partnering with a 
regional bank, you know, to help, um, you know, with a great product offering in that space. Also, second home and investment, you know, is another uh, area rich where, um, you know, because of, you know, the changes there, uh, being able to compete, you know, from that product too, and all the way down to your non, you know, QLens product becomes important, you know, especially in a market share, um, you know, where you're competing against, you know, less business. I, I say less is still all time highs, but but when you look the last couple of years and, uh, you know, the amount of refis that were done, uh, that business has, has pretty much dried up from a rate and term perspective. Yeah, it really is. I mean, and we've heard that from our IMB members. It's, you know, Animac, just nice size, national, incredibly well-regarded independent mortgage bank, uh, you know, really good standing with everybody you're doing business with. And you got the president of Animac saying, man, it's hard for IMBs to get good arm pricing, right? Like, uh, you know, it, to me, it, it says a lot. And it's it's the dynamics right now of, you know, the, the result of any rate of any product that's not just put on the shelves by a depository is the byproduct of demand in the secondary market. And I think, you know, like right now we're seeing with the arms is just the, the people that would buy, you know, pools of mortgage-backed securities filled with arms are like, man, I, it's just the rates. Rates are so volatile right now. You know, the, the fear of, of paying a premium of more than 50 or hundred basis points for uh, a loan that could prepay pretty quickly and, and not end up being a great investment. It's, it's a weird secondary market right now because there's this thirst for product from the originators and then the people that are the end buyers that kind of drive those markets. You know, they're like, it's such a GSE. It, what it, what it's impressed upon me is just how government driven our secondary market is in the mortgage industry right now. It really is. I, I, you know, it, it, you're starting to see some things loosen up a little bit from, from credit, you know, s- standpoint. And, and that's, that's very common, I think, in, in these ebbs and flows and, and product, um, you know, normally aligns that. And I, you know, the, as you mentioned, the secondary market piece of it, because of, so much uncertainty, um, you know, are these next 90 days, you know, I think we'll know a lot more. Um, you know, we're starting to see some of it come back, uh, even on the arms. Um, but my expectations is, you know, there will be a level of, of understanding uh, in, in, in the next 90 days of what those products are going to, you know, look like and how, how helpful they'll be for, for a lot of our clients. Absolutely. Well said. And another report that I didn't even put it in the show notes because it just came out this morning. Uh, It was a Wall Street Journal piece that essentially was just talking about um, investor demand for fixed rate mortgage backed securities increasing right now as Fannie and Freddie, right? Pull out, um, you know, going to be much less and and eventually non-buyer of MBS really fueled a lot of the low rates, uh, the Fed buying activity. these these last couple of years, but the, the article just basically went on to say that a lot of firms are doubling down on their investments in American fixed rate mortgage backed securities because of a lot of some of the things we've talked about. Credit quality is very very good. Um, you're getting you know you're buying a thirty year fixed rate mortgage backed security with a yield of whatever five and a half percent. You know your your ten year treasury 
with no risk, no credit risk is whatever it is right now, two, seven or two, you're getting a lot more yield. And the art that column was basically going on to say, like, listen, the free markets can survive without the Fed just buying the living crap out of mortgage bonds. And and right now, buying American mortgage debt at five and a half percent, pretty appealing option for uh, investors that uh, has, you know, rates are still high, but they've a little relief these last couple of weeks. And you know, the article was kind of saying that's that's a part of it. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, you see the same thing, you know, for those reasons on on the servicing side, you know, there's a lot of buyers out there for for a servicing and and quality, you know, plays a big role um as as we spoke about earlier and 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 those multiples, you know, that we're seeing. Absolutely. Ryan Annie Mac, um just been awesome to see your guys growth uh over the years that you've been a TMC member and I've been such an engaged TMC member, uh, which I, I love it when companies your size are really engaged because you know a lot of companies they they think that they know everything when you get to a certain size. You and your whole team, just the thirst for knowledge and the way that you've engaged with our network. I was listening to I think you were on uh, one of our your uh, one of our partners and your vendors, a model match uh, podcast that uh, Eric Levin does, and I think your quote was like. If you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong rooms. <laughs> I was like, I'm reusing that because that is a great and very astute comment. But well, you know, we're fortunate to to you know be a part of of, of such a great organization with TMC and and uh, you know the great thing about this business, Rich, I, I wake up every day knowing that I'm going to learn something new. Um, you know, it's 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 great to. You know, it's the ever-changing world of what we do every day is a little bit different. Um, but, you know, we we have such great employees. You know, so many companies have such great employees. And and I can tell you that if someone like myself was to, you know, be in charge of everything that we do, um, you know, we wouldn't be the company that we are. It's the people that are doing the job every single day that, you know, we spend, you know, a lot of time and effort Um understanding their needs, um, you know, their goals. And that's how we get better as an organization is really, I think, from a culture standpoint, um, you know, a, a really inclusive uh, type culture, you know, that we have in Animac. Very well said. And uh, Animac, like most companies, right, trying to grow, trying to recruit, very active climate for that right now. Any other uh any comments on that or any other things that are, you know, are squarely in your focus as we get ready to go into June. It's crazy. Only three weeks left in spring yeah. and uh, June one tomorrow. It's uh, been a, a, a quick and unexpected start to the mortgage year for, for 2022. Yeah. Without a doubt. Like we have not seen the normal quote unquote spring, spring market that, that comes in and, and, and goes and the, you know, um, large increase in applications, but it's been steady. You know, it's, it, you know, the purchase market is, is steady as we've talked about, you know, we want to uh, continue to grow, um, you know, so that is definitely a focus of ours, you know, trying to um, decrease, you know, our cost to originate um, is, a, is a focus of ours, you know, for sure. Um, you know, being able to to offer a model to our loan officers that are a little bit different to help them engage um, with uh, realtors at a different level than just 
rates, products, and and service is is a focus of ours, you know, as well. Um, a lot of automation uh, in the process, you know, things that we're working on that that uh, you know will be out twelve months from now, uh, you know, of course. But you know, the great part about my job, you know, although in charge of the day to day, I get to spend a lot of my space in a, in a creative um, time, you know, to where start working on things that are down the road with my team um, and and focus on what Animax will look like, you know, 12 months from now, two years from now. Excellent. And uh, Ryan, I always enjoy talking about the industry with you. Many, as always, astute points and comments and just a great assessment of where our industry stands as we get set to head into June. And I uh, really appreciate you, your membership and, uh, agreeing to join me as the co-host today. Anytime, Rich. Um, you guys are great partners um, and and really uh, look forward to the next conference and get spent some time together. So thanks for having me on and look forward to the next one. Chicago, September 24 to 27. We'll be there and uh, looking forward to that as well. And to our viewers, our live viewers, uh, our After the Fact video viewers on YouTube, our podcast subscribers, where most of you listen. Uh, thank you very much, as always, for taking 30 minutes out of your week with us. We're here every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern with the last week in mortgage today. And until next week, have a great rest of the week, everyone. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Take care. For more information about how you can get involved with TMC Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.